Yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people, enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted, Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off, online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, twenty takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He uh He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything to what me, made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. So welcome back to another episode of On Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and in today's episode, we are joined by former pro- professional hockey goaltender and current Stop It goaltending president, Brian DeCord. Brian is a former professional hockey goaltender who spent seven seasons in the NLA League in Switzerland before becoming the president of one of the largest goaltending schools in the U.S., Stop It goaltending. Brian has also done a ton of work with the Arizona Coyotes with goaltender operations, NHL goalie coach for the Boston Bruins, NHL goaltender scout for the Toronto Maple Leafs and an NCAA Division I goaltending coach for Boston University. So this is going to be a really fun episode, Brian. So welcome to the show, Brian DeCord. That sounds busy. That sounds like I'm busy. <laughs> it, it really does. But, uh, hey, you're busy with hockey. Like, that. nothing, nothing better than that. Hockey's, hockey's oh, life. Man, I, got, I got so many titles going right now. So on the, so on the president's stop at goaltending, we train about 1,000 goals a year. Uh, I'm the, the director of goaltending development for Sens Arena, the virtual reality training app. I got my own app. I got my own, my, my, my latest book out. I'm also the general manager of the Greatness Lab, which is a cognitive training facility. I like nonstop just working in goalies, trying to find different ways to make kids better, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. You're staying, staying busy with uh, something you love about helping goaltenders. So that's if you if you can do something that you love, like you you don't work a day in your life. There you go. Like and and it's it's funny, you know. Some friends were talking about retirement. I'm 57. They're talking about retirement. I'm like, well, what am I going to do different when I retire? <laughs> what am I going to do? So yeah. uh, I love it. I love doing it. I'm, I'm passionate about it, and I'm just happy that I can help some kids. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. It's like, how have you been? Like things are, things have been different these past, like this past years, like how's everything going with you and like with training a thousand goal, thousand plus goaltenders? You know what? The amazing thing is COVID wasn't too bad in the development business because at some points during this whole COVID, the only thing you could do is go train. So it was really a, a good opportunity for goalies to get some goalie specific training where they weren't bogged down with such performance issues of, you know, having to play well, and they could just concentrate on the training. So I thought it was actually in, in a weird way, it, there, there were some benefits of it to give the goalies a chance to just bear down on what they needed to work on and, and try different things, whether it was yoga or meditation or juggling or you know, uh, trying to do different things to make themselves better. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I, I took that mindset as well. Like I did a lot of other things for, to, I try to learn how to juggle. I wouldn't say I'm the best at it still, but I've, I've, I've practiced and then 
just like getting in my home gym when I was in when I was in quarantine for that for that time from the from Illinois shutdowns and just getting back to the ice like last last May like it's it's crazy how it went down but it's, it was honestly a good thing in disguise because you could learn so much from that time away and your training is you you could train all day every day because that you have nothing better to do so it's like a good a good thing in disguise besides like all the health stuff and everything yeah when they and when they shut down the ranks i was like awesome get the kids off the ice get their hips back in order right just stop grinding just you know do something different so i i you know it depends on how you want to look at it obviously covid is a terrible thing but trying to find some silver linings and some positives there, there were some positives in that yeah, absolutely. You always got to find those positives in those tough times. And it'll this season, will, I think, will prove to everyone, those, the people that did put in the work this year, this past year with training and everything and how like they're going to how they're going to play the, the year coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, to start things off here, can you give like our viewer, our viewers a, like a little background information on you, like when you started playing hockey? what you're doing now and like why was hockey the sport you chose to pr pursue a professional career and and then take that even further with helping goaltending development yeah so i i love baseball so I, I played a lot of ball when i was uh younger and then you know about 16 17 it was time to make a decision at that point for me um and obviously i chose hockey very grateful it provided a great life for me and, and, and my family um, I think what really drove me to being a coach is that I had some really good coaches, but they just weren't there enough to have the impact that they needed to have. Because back then, they just didn't provide you goalie coaching. All of a sudden, the goalie coach would show up one day and do some drills and tell you some stuff, but there really wasn't much. And I felt like I would have benefited if I had someone that was there working with me on a regular basis, at, regardless of what level it was, we had a, we had a goalie coach by the name of Marco Barron and he was, he played for the Bruins and he was in Switzerland. So he came to do some, some, some stuff with us. And it was just a very short time. They, they didn't pay him much. They only had him come a few times, but it was really good just to have someone to talk to, right. Just have someone to yeah. relate to and someone that had played the position and, he gave me some really good basic tips that helped me out like immediately. So when I retired, I just, you know, from playing after seven years of pro, I, I that's what I wanted to devote myself to, to, to being a leader in the industry and to be able to, you know, give kids what I, what I feel like I didn't get. Yeah. I love that. And like, you're doing, great things now you have a booming business in stopping goaltending and then you like i want to get into like your pro career a little bit here and like to like some of the struggles that you face because like all goaltenders are going to face some kind of struggles sometime some time and some point in their career it's like what kind of struggles did you did you have to overcome while playing in europe and like what do you do to have that good mindset to battle and get over those small bumps in the road yeah, I, I don't know if I really did um, get over those bumps. What, what I looked at, you know, when I, when I look back at my career, like I never had a slump. Like I was, I never had a bad month or a bad couple weeks or yeah, anything like that. But I was just so up and down. And, and, you know, one game I was great, one game I was terrible type of thing. So I never... I never was able to settle in and find that consistency where I could do that. And I, I, I wish I, I would have known a little bit more about preparation and really got dialed in. The kids today are so lucky to have, you know, the knowledge, the internet, everything you can get. And I, I just didn't have a good game plan and I didn't have a good base in which to be consistent. I, I was uh, very emotional. Um, and I wish I would have taken some time as a player to stop, think, and act um, the way that, that I would have liked to. So uh, I don't think I spent enough time thinking about the position. And, um, you know, I know this sounds weird, but I didn't start practicing until I was 26 years old. So I always thought practice was something I had to do to be able to play in the games. Yeah. 
Um, and then at 26, when I lost my job to a 19 year old as a pro, um, it dawned on me, well, maybe if I really tried to practice, it would help me get better. Uh, so it took me a while to kind of come around to get that part. But um, yeah, I just I, mentally, uh, physically, I, I was, you know, six one at that time when I was playing, that was a big goalie. That was like, Mike Leute was the monster in net, and he was 6'1". Um, so I was 6'1", athletic, could skate, um, but just lacked focus and consistency at, to, to gain the, the coach's trust. So, so that, was, that was my issue, and I don't think I ever figured it out. I don't think I yeah. ever figured it out my whole career. I was just too up and down, too bad for those coaches I had. I officially apologize to all my <laughs> coaches for my inconsistency as a goaltender. I try to be better as a coach. Yeah. So when you do, when you do, when you think about it now, like, and you think about like practices that you, that like you had to like, you should have like focused a little bit more in and like how important is that like focus and like treating practice? I wouldn't say, I would say like a game, but like obviously you're going to have a different intensity during a game than in a practice, but like how, important is it to be dialed in during practice while also keep, keeping that energy for a game that you might have later that night? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I love and I teach all the kids is Marty Broder's uh, mantra, never get beat twice. So that's something that he would say to himself in practice. If he ever gave up a goal in practice, he'd say never get beat twice. And it kept him dialed in. And, you know, you talk about things all the time, like control what you can control. Yeah. You can't control some of the donkey drills in practice. You just like 8,000 shots coming at the same. You just can't control it. But if you're out there thinking, you're just trying to apply it to a game situation and how this, like take a drill, turn it into a goalie drill. Shut up, do the drill. It's not your decision, right? Don't yeah. complain. That doesn't help you at all. Go do the drill, but make it something where you can get um, something out of it, whether it's, your address, your recoil, your save selection, your reading of the play, looking off. Like there's so many things that you can do if you think a little bit and not just go through the motions. And then if you use a mantra, never get beat twice, then you're constantly training your brain to look forward and not back. So when there's a goal in a game, now you're not uh, you know, thinking about the goal. You're just ready to stop the next puck. Yeah, I, I love that. And just like, there's a, there's a bunch of like flow drills that happen in practice and they're not really that goaltender friendly, but you just like, I have that, that mindset of like, you just got to do whatever you can as a goalie, like what you want to get out of it. Like yeah. if you, if you want to like have your hands go out farther, like bit like more active hands, like do we're focused on that, like rebound control, save selection. Like there's so much you could put into focus during a practice, even if you're doing like flow drills and, guys just whizzing it past you like just focus on something well the smart the smart goalies figure out that they've got to be their own goalie coach because most kids as they're going along like even even some pros right east coast league you're lucky you're lucky if you have a goalie coach yeah. you may see a goalie coach one week a month in the east coast league like you got to be your own goalie coach um so i i think that's the challenge for us as goalies and and that's the mental challenge like it's i don't think it's hard to work hard yeah physically work working hard anybody can physically work hard but how many guys are going to work hard up here and, and that's a big difference between guys that make it and guys that don't yeah so like can you go in more more de in detail with that? Because a lot of people like think it's all it's physical, but it's also a, most of it's mental. Because like if you break down mentally, like things are not going to go your way, and just it's going to become a lot harder. Yeah, well, your foundation has got to be strong, and your foundation is all based on the habits you have. And you know, just take take practice, right? What are your practice habits? What time do you get there? Do you roll out? Do you do the ladder? Do you do tennis balls? Do you do uh, breathing, like, what do you do to get ready for practice? Are you ready to go when practice comes around? And then, you know, what are you doing when there's downtime in practice? Are you standing there, standing around, grabbing some water and just hanging while the coach is talking about the power play down to the other end? Or are you working on some skating drills? Are you working on your puck handling? Like, are you maximizing your time? So 
it's easy just to run through practice and, and work hard and try to stop the puck. It's hard to be totally engaged in that practice and trying to figure out what's really going to matter and what you should bear down on and, and what isn't realistic and what is right. Um, So I I think it's important. I think it's important that, you know, we take steps back and, and think about it. And most of the time we just, oh, that's a stupid drill, right? Doesn't, who does that help? It doesn't help anybody. So you can get, you can get something out of everything. Not an issue. Yeah, I, I love that because everything you do, you can get something out of it and just yeah. just don't just don't stand there and just wait for everything to happen. Do stuff like like skating drills, like you said, crease movements like there's don't so wait much. For, don't wait for someone to do it. Yeah, Have your exactly. core group of skating drills, right? Even even think like, you know, when you think about skating drills, you know, you have your just, just your patterns, triangle, box, hexagon right x w like just patterns of the puck and you just set your pucks up and move from spot to spot and you know make it make use of your time like like you you be your own goalie coach yeah exactly so this leads into my next question like what are your what are some of like your goaltending like pillars like what do you like lean what do you want your goalies to have when you're when you're training them or when you're like scouting a guy yeah so when i'm scouting a guy i got five main pillars the first pillar is net coverage. That doesn't mean you got to be six foot five. That means you got to fill the net. And filling the net is simply understanding when there's going to be a shot and then stealing an inch, two inches, closing down the gap, shutting down the box. Like that's what net coverage is. And you don't have to be huge. There, there are guys in the NHL that are five foot 11 that do a better job closing gaps than a six foot four, six foot five guy. So it's not a size thing. It's a net coverage thing. Number two would be mobility. So goalies have to be able to move. The game is so fast east-west now. So skating is paramount. Uh, Number three would be the ability to read a release. And how you practice reading release is not going down every stinking shot in practice. If you're going down every shot in practice, something's wrong. You're killing your hips. So you're just heading for problems and you're not taking the time to work on reading the release, transferring that weight to your drive skate, moving, shifting into the puck. You're just going down, dropping and reaching. And if you're just, if you're dropping on every shot, well, you become like a robot. So your body just goes, oh, he's about to shoot, I'm dropping. So, you know, as a coach, you're always saying, teach your, you teach your body to be your brain. And if you're going down every shot in practice, you're teaching your body, oh, someone shoots, I'm just going down. So now you start, now you start dropping a half second too early and you're, you're done. So the, the next pillar would be reading the play. That's getting to your spots, understanding how much gap you need uh, in what situation, understanding where, predicting where that puck's going to end up and where that shot's going to come from. So reading the game, would be number four. And number five is simply the ability to make a save. So one of the things that you could see as a scout is you can always tell the difference between a goalie who's trying to make saves versus a goalie who's trying not to get scored on. A guy, a goalie trying to make saves, like they're out there, they're trying to stop the puck. They're not, they're not acting like, oh my God, what if I give up a goal? No, they, they, they want the puck. Yeah. A guy that doesn't want to get scored on He's hoping the guy doesn't shoot, the guy misses the net, the puck hits him. That's where their thought is. So one of the things that, that we teach here at Stop It is a, a little uh, Mel Robbins. She's actually a personal growth expert and not Tony Robbins, but Mel Robbins. And she's got a definition of confidence and that is the ability to act. If you're acting, you're confident. If you're not acting, then you're not confident. So the minute you stop acting, you're not confident. So go out and stop a puck. Try to make a save. Yeah, I, I really love those pillars because that's everything that goaltending leans on. Like you got to read it. You got to know how to read a play to get to that next level. Like yeah, you can't. And then you get yeah. into you know, rebound control and puck play and all those kind of stuff. But those would be my five big, you know, pillars that you need to have. You need to close gaps. You need to film that. You need to be able to move. You need to be able to read the release, read the play and make a save. And then we get into 
what I call our differentiating factors. You know, where a guy with equal skill will be able to pull away from another guy or a girl because of the way they can handle the puck or because of the way they control their rebound. So it's like that, that, that my new app, the SIG Game Day, it's an objective way to evaluate goalies. It tracks your no rebound rate. And I'll tell you, all the best goalies have high no rebound rates. So think about it this way. So if you want a high um, no rebound rate, it's got to be compounding everything that you're doing. So, so think about this. You got to get in position. And the way to get in position, you got to be able to skate. True. Being in position is about understanding spatial awareness and understanding where you are and being square. Having a soft body where pucks are going to stick to you. Having a blocker to pop, pop pucks up. Having a glove that catches pucks and takes whistle. I mean, that's that's pretty much and, and just sucking up pucks with your body. Like, you know, all those things compound. Oh, a stick that's able to steer pucks in the stance. Like, all those compound. And next thing you know, you have a really good no rebound rate. So just to put it in perspective, a good rebound rate, a no rebound rate is 33%. One out of every three shots should be a no rebound. Two out of every three shots should be a positive outcome. That means your team gets it or there's no rebound. And only one out of three rebounds should result in possession of the other team. And that's that's like a few basic metrics that you can judge a goalie on. Yeah, I, I really lo- I really enjoy like hearing that because like all all the like that's what separates good goaltenders from great goaltenders and them being able to just direct pucks into the stands, have a good blocker, good glove, good uh good rebound control, like just depth, like everything. Like that it separates good goaltenders from great goaltenders. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. All stuff like that. And, and and once again, you take all the little stuff and it compounds. Yeah, exactly. So you talked about confidence a little bit earlier and you said like, well, you have to act confident to be confident. So like how, how important is, is that confidence? Obviously it's very important. Like what does that confidence do for a goaltender? Well, it changes everything. Like when I was scouting for Toronto, it was like I was looking at cars and I was looking at the body of a car going, Oh, the body looks good without even seeing what was under the hood and how the car actually worked. So I, you know, that's the most important thing. And the funny thing is, Jack, like, there's not a lot of emphasis that goes into what is in essence 80% of the game, the mental part of the game. And that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons I got involved with Sensorino is because that's what they do. And we're not, and we're not providing that. Even, even like as a goalie coach, right? We have these awesome camps and we do, you know, here in my facility, in this facility alone, we do 200 goalies a week. Oh, wow. 200 goalies in, in, in this, in the, where I'm calling you from right now. And it's like, but they come in, they do their lesson and they go home. Well, they're only working on 20% of their game. 80% is the mindset. 80% is the confidence. 80% is how they think. 80% is having a short memory right? 80% is being where your feet are because that's what a goalie has to do. A goalie has to be in the present and you got to learn to do that. So like I'm in my office here, right underneath me is the Jiva, the greatness lab. We actually make the goalies do a spin, which is before they do a drill, they do a posture change, a breathing technique and an inner self-talk mantra. So it could be a gratitude statement. It could be a performance statement. It could be a, you know, when did I overcome adversity? Like, so as they're doing their posture change and they're breathing, they're talking to themselves, much like you talk to yourself on the ice. So like when you're on the ice, goalies need a performance statement. They need to have something at least in two parts that will drown out all their negative self-talk. So let's say if I asked you this, Jack, when you play well, what do you do on the ice when you play when you're when you're on top of your game i uh, always always have some positive my positive thoughts in in my head well what 
So what do you do? How do you, are you aggressive? Are you passive? Do you control rebounds? Do you talk? Like when you're playing well, what do you do? Uh, I control my rebounds. My movements are smooth and I'm seeing the puck really well, seeing the plays really well. And like, I could read where these, where the puck's going, how, how the release is coming off. So you move smooth and you control your rebounds, right? So now all you have to do is take that move smooth, control my rebounds. Move smooth. And you say that over and over. And while you're saying that, it's hard to say, holy crap, number 17's on the ice, right? It's yeah. hard to say, if I give up one more goal, I'm getting pulled. So you just say to yourself in, your, in a mantra over and over again, what you do well. And that's all that can enter that thick skull, right? So you're just zoned in on what you do well. It's positive and you stay away from the other stuff. Yeah, I, I really love that because I, I also have some anchors that I talk about when I like besides like, oh, I feel I feel really good. Like my movements are move, are smooth and everything. Like yeah. I say, like battle and compete, like every chance yeah, you get just battle and compete. That's it. Yeah, battle and compete. That's a performance statement right there. You just fill your mind with that stuff. And it just makes it really hard to get any other noise in there. Yeah, exactly. And it, it just makes everything so much better because you don't have time for those negative thoughts, like you said, and you're just thinking positive thoughts and it, it translates from your mind into your game. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like, what are, what are some of the things that you notice about goalies going from juniors to college or college to pro what may, and like what makes them successful or not? Um, if you have to, I'd probably say emotional endurance is probably the, the differentiating factor. I got that from Meg Popovic, uh, who was the performance coach or the head of performance for the Maple Leafs. And she, she had a really good way to look at it. So let's say you're a goalie, right? And yeah. you're sitting in your stall one day and you're in the, you're in the American Hockey and you get to practice and the stall beside you is empty. That's your goalie partner. He just got called up. Now your goalie partner went from making 80 grand a year to 800 grand a year in a day. Okay. Will you go out and have the same practice as you did the day before? So now take another day. Now you walk in and you look on the left and there's your goalie partner stuff gone. Your goalie partner just got sent to the East Coast League. He's your best friend. Are you going to be able to go out and practice the same way now that your best friend just got sent to the East Coast League? So that's emotional endurance. The ability to carry yourself and act the same way regardless of external stimuli. It's it's just like, you know, I, I, I talk a lot to the kids about personal integrity, you know, what are the standards you hold yourself to? Do you hold yourself accountable to those standards? Do you hold yourself to those standards regardless of whether coach told you you're playing the next game or you're not? Everything should be the same. Like we're all, we're all just habits, right? We're just compounding habits built one on top of each other. And as long as we can keep up with our habits and have high standards and do it consistently, eventually things should go in our favor. Yeah, I, I love that. And like, especially the way you said, like, are you going to, are you going to play, pra- are you going to go to practice the same way, even if your best friend got shipped to the coast or gets called up to the, to the show? Like what, like, yeah. are you going to have that same, that same mindset and same like practice? And I, I find, I, I really like that. Cause if you, if you don't, like, you're not going to be able to succeed and then you're going to just, get down on yourself when you see your friend get sent to the coast or, or like be super happy for, obviously you're going to be super happy for your other guy that goes to the show, but like, you're going to be like, it's just another opportunity to show what you can do and get better. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So like, what are like, I want to go into tracking a little bit here. So like how important is tracking, like bringing that nose to the puck and washing the puck all the way into your pads and just seeing how, like uh, how guys can like lean into the puck and just just make it make a save look simple. Okay, so I didn't like how you leaned into that puck. So one of the things that I noticed is your shoulders, right? So what I love is those shoulders coming 
right into the puck as opposed to when I see a shoulder go down and one go up, I know the hips aren't working the way I want them to. But one of the things that like for me tracking into the body, I'm big into the neck. And the way I kind of explain it is if you get a smother, right? Well, you get two ways to look at the smother. Here comes the smother. If you just naturally do it, you're going to look down like this. Yeah. But if you train your neck how to move, now you're going to look down like this. And now you can track all the way down. And think about a shot off your pad. If you think about your head like a turtle coming out of the turtle shell, that's how you've got to be to be able to track that body in and out. And so it takes a little practice to get that instead of this to get that. But after you get it, oh man, you're on top of everything. You're tracking everything in, everything out. You're right on top of it. Yeah, I, I really like that. That's an interesting point because I, I, I never really thought of it like that. But like you just have like the mobility, the like better mobility with your neck and then you're, you can, you're able to track the puck in and out easier. And it's just a lot, a lot simpler. Yeah, well, talk a lot about tracking down and, 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 and I'm a big into tracking down. And I don't know if you ever heard my stuff on the funnel. So like, like, let's say I put my arms out here. Well, here's my funnel. That's how, how far my head should go. If my head turns sideways, guess what's going to happen in this shoulder? This shoulder is coming out. I don't want my head yeah. turn sideways. I need my head out and inside the funnel so that my shoulder stays right in it and I'm not letting any space. I'm, I'm just filling net, keeping my shoulders and keeping massive. I always make the same joke with the kids. I say, be a big-ass goalie, not a goalie with a big ass. <laughs> That, that's a good one never heard of that one before but that, that that's a good one i like it yeah so like what are what are some of uh, some like tracking drills that goalies can do to help themselves get better give track or track the puck better and like what are some things for like the mobility mobility of the neck to actually like help help with tracking in and out of the pucks well I'll, I'll tell you right off the bat one of the best things ever created was that sense arena and the screen drills because in the problem with practice, no one wants to stand in front of the net and I wouldn't want to stand in front of the net either. Would you like, no, like I think they're nuts. We're the ones with equipment on when guys are shooting. So the cool thing about sense arena is boom, you're looking, you're looking on both sides. You're finding you're, you're working to find the puck, the static screens, there's flash screens, there's stationary screens. So you can really get work done in that. And when it comes to, when it comes to tracking, like it's for me in, in terms of drills or whatnot, it's really up to you. And one of the things that drives me absolutely nutty is when a goalie breaks visual attachment after a save. So like, here's a save, the puck's going over there and they break visual attachment and they're ready to look for the next puck or whatever. I'm like, no, this is the game. This is the most important thing is tracking in your body out, you know, and go get on that puck. So it just kills me when a goalie will cut a drill short as soon as that puck leaves his body, his or her body driving me crazy. So I think that we can really work on just, it's about staying visually attached. The best goalies stay visually attached longer. So one thing when you're scouting, you look to see how many times a goalie has to reattach to the puck. It's a really tell that they're not very good at tracking the puck. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I, I enjoy that point I a have, lot. I have one good point a podcast. That, that's basically... That, you said many good points. Right there. One good point of a podcast. <laughs> One good point of a podcast. I, I, I like that. Hey, it's something that everyone can get get out of with that point. So it's yeah. it's all there. But uh yeah, with uh or like I, I like how we you went into screen the screens a little bit because especially like especially when you get into games, like you're gonna you're gonna be screened constantly and you're gonna have to battle through battle through the screens, look over guys, look look from the side, like what are what are some good tactics for looking through screens and like just battling through those screens, especially like if you're a smaller goalie. And then like, if you're a, if you're a bigger guy, like just like looking around the guys. 
Yeah, I, I think the first rule of thumb that stands true, regardless of the situation, is trying to look to your short side first. I think that's your priority. And then the higher the knee flexion, the better off you are. So if you can track with a high knee flexion, you're not blowing your quads out, trying to track a play and stay with a play. And now you're exhausted 20 seconds in. Um, I think there's a lot of value to that. So you just want to stay, let's say, let's say the puck was on my blocker side. I just want to stay on my blocker side and look around that side. Cause I don't want to get beat with a short side goal. Yeah. That's what I don't want. So I think that when you're working with screens, that that's what you're, you're, you're thinking about. Um, I don't mind using my free hand to control the hips of the player in front of me. So I know that if I, I hit their left hip, they're going to turn right. And if I come through their right hip, they're going to turn left. So you can almost open up a lane for yourself. Um, at the same time, I really don't like goalies that get too tight on the screener so that it inhibits there. So I think you're trying to find that space where you're taking your gap away. You've got room to move and room to operate. And if you need to give a little shot, right? A little hip off the hip, you're able to move them off the hip. You don't want to get up in the back because then they'll top, they'll go over and then yeah. you're going to take a penalty, right? You don't want to whack them in the, in the ankles like we used to do in the old days. Anybody come in front of the net, they get a whack in their ankles. We don't do that anymore. That's a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I like I like how you said like finding that balance because you like like you said you don't want to be too tight because guy could just trample topple over you and then uh, and then like find that balance where you could like still move around and not be con congested or constricted just from the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I want I want to get in Sensorino a little bit here because I know we've talked about Sensorino a little bit here. It's so like what what exactly is Sensorino for those that don't know and like some of the benefits that comes with with uh, with the VR program. Well, if you ever saw the movie uh, Total Recall, you'd have a good idea where we're heading with virtual reality. So it's uh, it's the Oculus Quest made by Facebook, and you're talking about you put the Oculus Quest on. And Sensorina is actually an app, just like you'd have an app for your phone. It's an app for the Oculus Quest. So then you go in and you have cognitive drills, you have warm-up drills, you have situational drills. A little bit of everything. Yeah. One of the coolest things about it is that you have a selection in terms of you can get lines coming from your post to the puck so you can check your spatial awareness there. You can select box control. So when you take a shot, you can see where the puck has to go through. Cause that's all we teach, right? Box control, yeah. you know, trying to stop a puck here, not trying to stop a puck out here. So you've got all those features. After you take a shot, after you give up a goal, you can watch a 3D replay of how they, like what you look like, where the puck went in. Um, you got stats, it's, it's really cool. and. One of the things they're trying to make it a little bit more fun. It is a 100% a training tool, but now they're starting competitions at the end of each month. So it's really cool. Like the New Jersey Devils are sponsoring this competition this month. And there's drills every week where they're releasing a couple of drills. So you can get ready and practice um, to get ready for the, for the competition, which is really cool. But where, where Sensorina is going and, and where virtual reality is going. So Facebook has 10,000 employees working on space on, uh, wow. on uh, the Oculus Quest and, and virtual reality. Okay. Like, like we're talking, this is science fiction going on right now. And by probably by the uh, second half of the season, I would be able to be here in Boston and shoot pucks on you. Right. In Michigan. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that's what we'll be able to do. A kid in a kid in uh, Sweden is going to be able to do passing drills with a kid in, you know, uh, Pennsylvania. Like, so that's where it's going. And then a year from now, you'll see, you'll be able to face shots from NHL shooters. So you'll be able to put the Oculus Quest on, you know, and, and go see what real NHL shots look like. So it's, it's out of this world for goalies. Like we're probably, I don't know if it's going to happen this season. It might, but by next season, 
if I'm playing for the Flyers and I'm getting ready to play the Devils, I'm just going to put my headset on and I'm going to literally be 360 inside their power play. That's, that's where we're going with this stuff. Um, it's, it's really interesting too, because the pricing of it, it's 66 bucks a month, right? Yeah. If you think about it, that's not bad. I think it comes under under 800 bucks for the year. Like, it's really not bad to have the training at your command. Like the most expensive thing about hockey is ice time, right? Yeah. So now with the sense arena, you don't have to worry about the ice time. You don't have to worry about the hip wear and tear because you don't go down. And the neat thing is if you're like me, I suffered a lot from anxiety. I actually did a talk today about that um, on Instagram live, but for me, anxiety was the biggest issue. If I had a sense arena, I just go put it on at any time. When I started feeling anxious, I could go take some shots and feel better about myself. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy the way technology is going. Like the how the VR system and like the all the virtual reality stuff is going. Like how the technology is going to bring everyone's game to a next level because you could you oh, literally have yeah. training at right at the right at your tips of your fingers like it's yeah. it's insane yeah no it is it is absolutely crazy yeah so that that's insane like it's just going to get more advanced more and more advanced every single year and that they they have to develop the system even more it's, it's going to be crazy soon yeah it will be within within three to five years it's going to be my like it'll be literally mind-blowing yeah yeah that, that's crazy so uh, i want to go into uh, your new app now so like can you can you explain your new app to everyone like some of the benefits it provides to all goaltenders and how how people can get it yeah so uh, you know so personally i've been at this for a long time and one of the things that drives me absolutely crazy is the assessment and the evaluation process of goalies and i just wanted to create something that would create an even playing field for all goalies yeah and that is what i came up with sig game day on the app store and it's like what happens is it tracks goal expectancy. What the average goalie is going to give up in that game based on the shot types that they have. Yeah. So now instead of goals against average and save percentage, if you play in a good team, you're going to have a good save percentage and good goals against average. Yeah. But what you can't hide is your actual goal expectancy. So therefore, if you play a game and you're, you're on a kick-ass team and you win seven to three, maybe your goal expectancy was only 2.2 and you gave up three goals. So you won the game, but guess what? You didn't, you weren't, you weren't average. And what the, so the app doesn't know whether you're six foot five or five foot four. Yeah. The app doesn't know anything about where you're from or whether you should be the starter, or whether you should be the backup. So it objectively tracks Goal expectancy versus actual. It tracks rebound control based on possession, glove performance, and playmaking based on possession as well. So it kicks out a two-page report after the game. It uses AI to write out a report based on the numbers that were submitted. Um, so now a goalie plays. Most goalies don't get any feedback, let alone feedback right after a game. Yeah. Boom, right there. They read about their game. They, oh, you know, geez, my rebound control wasn't as good as I thought. Or, man, they, they had a bunch of great A's. So it allows you to, to, to get a feel for your game without lying in bed after the game, thinking about it, right? So now it, it actually hands it to you. So what it also does is, is it creates the, the, um, the angst, right? It eliminates the angst between the goalie coach and the coach the goalie coach and the goalie and the goalie and their parents, because they're just looking at the app, the app saying how the game went in an objective way with no opinion. Yeah. So now you can't get mad at the app. It is. It's just, it's just a tablet or a phone. So now you can have a conversation. You're on the same team. Yeah. That, that that's crazy. How like the technology and all, and that's like all there. And like, it gives like, you don't have to go go to bed thinking about your entire game like it's right there in your at your fingertips like how long did it take to develop all this and like what went into developing the the app 
it took two years and, you know, mostly getting your, your averages close to a thousand games. And then, you know, getting the, it's interesting, getting the 20 shot types placed in a way where it was intuitive because as a scout, you want your eyes on the game. So when you're using um, notes and, you know, you're a scout and you're writing down everything, now it's tap, tap, and you're back on it. Tap, tap, back on it. So it allows you to watch the game and then have accurate stats at the end of the game. And, you know, there's, there's some great products out there that do unbelievable job with statistics, but they do it off of the video. They don't do it live. So the difference between my app is even though you can use it on video, it also, you can get the, you can get it right here. So, you know, I, you know, I'm a goal coach at BU. So we played uh, Holy Cross on Saturday night last week. By the time the coach got from the bench to the coach's office, he had my game report, two pages on the game. Before the goalie, Drew Camesso started to get changed in the locker room on his phone he had his game report, all the numbers. Wow. It's right, yeah. right there. Right. Yeah, it's pretty just cool. Super quick. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Just like that you're able to just get everything right done in there. And like, you don't have to wait like a, a day or a couple hours before getting all this information. Like it's literally right there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That That's awesome. So uh, while you're also doing all of this, you also are an author of two of two books that, that, uh, that I see a hockey goaltending and how to be a goalie parent. So like what hockey went in actually has two versions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, can, can you go into detail about these books and like what went into creating them? Yeah. So I, I, I wrote a hockey goaltending while I was still playing. And then I wrote the follow-up while I was coaching. It has a, it has a DVD in it. So you know how old that book is. Um, and then my latest book is how to be a goalie parent. And that, that stemmed from when my older son, Joey, he was at Arizona state and I got my younger son at, at in Manchester, New Hampshire at St. Anselm college. But when Joey signed as a junior, he played on a Saturday night in the NCAA regionals. And then that Thursday, he was playing the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo on Jack Eichel bobblehead night. Um, so we got all our family to the game, and I was flying back with my wife, Daniela, and we had talked for about 24 hours. It was all about how Joey got there. And then I said to Daniela on the way home, I go, you know, it was so hard for us to make these decisions, and I live eat, sleep, and breathe in the goalie world. What do parents do that don't? What do parents do if they never were hockey players? So what I decided to do is write a book that put all my kind of suggestions and you know stuff that happened with my kids and you know, goalies that I work with. And so just try to give as much feedback to parents as I could and, and help them along their journey so that their kids could enjoy their path and for the parents too. So the parents could enjoy it, can enjoy it as well. I got a great part in the book uh, regarding that, you know, as goalie parents, you go to the games, you're nervous, you want your kid to do well. And there's this great video online by Jocko Willink, a personal growth guy. And he's a green beret, decorated green beret leader, tough guy. And, you know, there's this video and he's talking about, you know, when someone in his pl platoon would come to him and say, Oh, Hey, Jocko, Jocko, we have a big problem. And he'd go, good. Because he knew if it was a good situation, great. If it was a bad situation, you'd get stronger. And as a goalie, you need that, you need the adversity to get better. So therefore, you walk in a game, if the goalie wins one nothing, you're happy, great, good for them. If they get lit up seven nothing, good. You're gonna get, he, they're, they're gonna get better. From the experience, it's going to make them work harder, not want to have that experience again, reanalyze how they're preparing for the game, reanalyzing how they play. Like there, there's so many good things that come from losing in adversity. And if we go into the games as parents, like whatever happens good, we'll enjoy the games a lot more. Yeah, I, I love that, especially like you're bringing your personal experience and your your family, your wife, in a in a like their experiences, and you're just 
through creating this book and helping like other hockey parents that may not have lived live eat and breathe hockey and like how like they might might not have even played any sports like you're just right. teaching them teach them what to what to do and like giving your suggestions on like how you did some of this stuff and it's just it's very helpful and like it's awesome to see like just that you're doing that and like how how successful these books have been yeah so hockey goaltending uh, sold over 40,000 copies oh wow that's a that, lot that's, that's, a, that's, that's awesome. awesome right um so in in the first month of of uh, how to be a goalie parent we'll sell over a thousand copies so i was pretty wow. excited about that yeah yeah so like what was it what was it like creating that hockey goaltending book and just while while also be still playing like what, what was that about well i got hurt my last year in freeburg Gotteron, and it was really cool so i had bought from circuit city don't even know what that is, but Circuit City, I had bought something that was called a laptop. And it was a computer where you put a floppy disk in the side. So I had my own laptop and I was laid up. I, I was I was in bed for a month and I wrote a book. I said, what, what, what better thing to do? Yeah. So I said, okay, I'll write a book. And then you know, it, it was pretty cool. I was so lucky. Uh, Marty Brodeur wrote the forward for me. And so he was That's on awesome. the cover. He wrote the forward. And the cool thing is Marty never changed his gear. He always had the same design. He had the same gear. So my book looked like it was brand new for eight straight years. Wow. That, that, that's awesome. You, and you got Marty Brodeur to write the forward. Like there's that, that's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. eh? Yeah, it's, that's, that's so cool. So uh, this has been a great conversation so far. So Brian, I have a few more questions for you before we wrap things up here. Uh, so do you have any more tips and tricks for goaltenders looking to get to that next level? Yeah, I, I think I'll just go back to a goalie's got to be in the present. And, you know, one of the things, I think I have my book. Yeah, I got my book right here. So, so one of the things, that if you notice on the cover of my book here, there's stairs. And it means so much to me. So this is Joey's first win against Toronto. Crazy game. Um, but they get this picture of him selling with the stairs in the background. And there's so many lessons that have to be learned for a goalie to make it. And there's so much adversity you have to go through. We're all just built to want to rush to the top and take the elevator yeah. right to the yeah. top. And, you know, as a goalie, the developmental curve is so long. It takes so long to bake a goalie that there's no rush. And you've got to go through each step to be able to have that foundation, that base to be able to survive the next level and the next level. So I, I would say with goalies, like, be a hundred percent engulfed in where you are, whatever team. If you go to a tournament and you play on the purple and yellow team, just get into playing on the purple and yellow team. Don't worry about scouts and stats yeah. and just go play and just be in the moment. And you got one thing to think about, and that is trying to win a game. Just not how you look or if the last goal was bad or, What's going on? Just stay in the moment. Try to stop the next puck. That's all. If you can just kind of stay there, ten times better off. Yeah, that that's an awesome tip, and I like how like you use the stairs because no no path is easy. Like you're gonna face adversity. You're gonna go have those ups and downs like constantly. You're gonna face adversity. Like to to get to the top, like there's nothing easy, and you just gotta go through everything, every every situation possible to get there. And if it's easy, you're not going to be ready when you get there. Yeah, exactly. It's just not, it's not how that works. Not, not going to, not going to help you out. So. Yeah, exactly. So my next question for you is, uh, what's been like your favorite moment as a coach and then in your professional career? My favorite moment as a coach was probably being on the ice in Montreal at morning skate and my dad being there and then bring him into the locker room, meet all the guys, 
that that's the best times favorite. that's probably my favorite moment as a as a coach i was very fortunate we won uh the del championship in germany so jeff ward was the head coach uh jay leach who's now with seattle was the assistant coach we had we had a great crew there and, and so um that was really that was really fun it was fun to win it's hard to win it is it's, it's hard to win. So, yeah, that's actually that picture over there, right? You know, so it, it, that that's probably that's probably a good memory for me. I think that the best is when I get an email from a parent and and just, you know, something good about their kid and 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 how some somehow, whether it was my company or what I did and helped someone like. I'm a teacher. I just like to teach. Um, yeah. I wish I was a better student back in the day, uh, but but I do. I, I just like to teach and help, and it's so gratifying to help other goalies. Um, the goalie fraternity is awesome. I'm just great people. It's, it's just so much fun to be part of the goalie fraternity. So um, I'm, I'm very fortunate to do what I do. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And then uh, my next question is, uh... How important is it to be a student of the game, no matter your age or skill level? Like you could be a youth, a youth goalie learning, or you could you could be a pro and the pros learn every day. Like how important is it to be a student of the game? Well, you have to because it keeps on changing. It does. Right? The way we play things, it, it, it you know, it, it's so funny because I'll be on the ice and I'm coaching, and I'll be like, "Hey, if you were here five years ago, I'd be telling you the exact opposite of what I'm telling you now." Because we're always changing how we do things, and there's always new technique and new ways to to do stuff. And sometimes, like I'll see something and I'll go, like I, I'm doing a camp. This is a long time ago, and I, I got John Van Beesbrook as one of my instructors, and Beesbrook is showing a way to track behind the net. And I'm looking at it, going, "Oh my God, I would never teach this." And then two months later, I'm teaching it, right? So, so it's just you can learn from everybody. Uh, what I recommend kids, they just, they end up on NHL.com and watch the score, go to the scores and watch your three minute game highlights. That's, that's a, a master's course in goaltending. You're watching the best goalies in the NHL make saves and get scored on. Like it's yeah. a master's course. Yeah. You get, you have so many different resources now. Like you have NHL.com, you have YouTube, you search up, search up different goaltenders. Like, how about, yes. how about for goalies in goal magazine in goal magazine too are you a subscriber i i am not but i i really want to be oh yeah so if you do the premium thing it's only a few bucks a month yeah they have they have what they call pro reads and you sit there and you watch an nhl goalie and the nhl goalies watching the clips and talking through what they're seeing and what they think and Oh my God, you just melt there as a goalie geek going, this is sick. Like you're listening to Kerry Price break down why he does what he, what he does. Like it's, it's priceless stuff. So, you know, you have, you, you have uh, resources like that. I mean, from, from off ice training, Maria mountain, right? Like yeah. that's the difference with technology. Now, like you can get trained by the best in the business and you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to live in Ontario to train with Maria Mountain. Like it's it's crazy what you can do. And even with Sensorina, right? You got practice plans by Bill Ranford. <laughs> right. So it's it's really cool what you can do. Yeah, it's all right at your fingertips. There, right. There's no yeah. excuses on it why no, you can't there, there, better. No, there are no there are no excuses. Like if you want it, it's there. If you yeah. want it, it's there. And it's not. It, it's not like lower level stuff. You got high level stuff at your fingertips when you want it. Yeah, exactly. And like, there, if you want it, go get it. Yeah. You got this podcast. What, what's better than this? <laughs> exactly. There, exactly. So my final question for you is, uh, you, you've been an NHL goaltending coach. You've been pretty much everywhere. So like what, what makes or breaks an NHL goalie? Yeah. So I'll go, I'll go back to that emotional endurance. That's, that's what it is. You look at Corey Schneider, we used to call him the businessman. 
No business. Like you get the same thing. To be successful as a goalie, you have to have the trust of the coach. And the only way you have the trust is to give him what he wants game in, game out. So he knows your focus is going to be there. He knows your concentration is going to be there. And he knows your effort. We can only really control our focus, our attitude, and our effort. That's really what's in our control. So control those things. And if you control those things, the coach is going to trust you. Yeah. If you can't, the coach isn't going to trust you. And that's when you end up bullies like me back in the day. Yo-yo up and down. Yeah. All, all about trust and working on what you can't control. And that that's all there is to it. Like you just got to, the, if the coaches trust you, you trust yourself, like you're going to go out there and hopefully, hopefully succeed and put up, put up some wins. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, this has been so much fun. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. I want to wish you the best of luck with everything with stop it goaltending and, uh, hopefully maybe one day I could come down and stop at goaltending and get some, uh, training in. That'd be awesome. I'll shoot some pucks at you. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. If you can't stop me, then you've got bigger problems. <laughs> I can't I can't help you if you can't stop me. I will I will take that on. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And all the goalies out there, good luck this season. We're just getting going. And uh, just just stay stay in the now. Just stay in the present and, and control your attitude, your effort, and your focus. Yeah, there we go. Love it. <laughs>